You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging, but it's the 21st century. Financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It's for you and me, busy moms and dads living their best life. The big question is this, how do we create time, avoid making painful mistakes, set examples for our children and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? This podcast will give you the answers. Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best guest experts. It is now the time you start living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shogunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Parent Podcast. Money Boss parents, Anna Sergunina is here and welcome back to the Money Boss podcast. We are diving into the part two of healthy financial habits and systems. And in this episode, we're going to talk about systems and what do you need to have in place in order to guarantee that the goals that you set for yourself and things that you're trying to achieve this year are actually going to be true when you get to end of the year. So tune in as we continue to explore tools and systems that we see are popular for our clients, as well as how do you finally get this consistency thing down? Because let's face it, we all struggle with it. All right, until further ado, let's tune in. We are thinking about goals. We know that they need to be smart goals. And I already forgot all the little pieces that Catherine mentioned, but we have the slide for that. They need to be specific. Um, We know that we're going to take baby steps or small steps with making sure that we do something every day. Like I think Vita, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think uh, James Clear talks about this, like being 1% better, right? I think it's from, from from the book that you mentioned, Atomic Habits. Um, that helps you like it kind of equates to that one small step that you take uh, to get toward whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, that's right. He he definitely talks about that. It, this is not about, you know, trying to come in and make this sweeping, drastic, you know, recreation of yourself, right? This is about just making little, little steps forward. Yeah. Exactly. Now, on the other hand, how do we make sure that we stay consistent? And if I had to confess, but that might be like, you know, if I could see all of your hands, I'm sure you would be raising them right now. But that's the area that I think we all could improve in 2024 and beyond. And so how do we like, how do we work that muscle, right? Because like, who doesn't fall behind? Like, you know, if I had to ask you on, you know, in any area, not just finance, your finances, but we do, it's just the human nature. So what I, what I wanted to share with you, actually, first of all, there's another book that I really highly recommend for you to check out. Um, it's called The Power of Consistency. And it's, it's, it's a little bit, it's more focused on the business. It's like a business book, but there's so many really cool ideas and things that you can take away from the book, from this book. And also there's something called a personal prosperity plan. It's very similar to kind of how you lay out your financial goals, but it kind of opens up other topics and other areas in your life that you can, wherever you want to add consistency. So I really love this 
this in terms of using it at the same time as you're trying to build these habits. So check check out this book. But what I wanted to share here in terms of um, a framework to adapt, and really one of the reasons I am sharing this book because it comes down to mindset, right? It comes down, it's not just habits, right? Like being better every day helps you or doing something small every day helps you build those muscles or, you know, those habits or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, it starts and it comes back to your mindset. So if you think, if you're thinking about how can you really make drastic changes, it it's a framework that you can adopt. And I, I really, I mean, I've read it in this book because this is kind of the angle of it. But then I, I had a life coach a few years ago and she presented, it's called the model. They use this a lot in, in life or in business coaching to kind of help you process, right? And so turns out that there is the actual progression that happens when you think about something or when you when when thoughts come to mind. So if you had if you had to kind of start from the bottom, and I hope that you all can see the chart, right? Vida, Catherine? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So for some reason it's a little bit blurry on my end. So but I just wanted to make sure that everyone can read. So I want to start at the bottom. So if we have a goal that we're trying to accomplish or a specific result, right, that we want, we're after, whatever it is, um, we put it at the bottom. So kind of make the, you know, the the four, the five different letters here. Um, so result is at the bottom. This is what you are really after and, and planning to achieve. But then I want you to jump back to the second line that says thoughts. And if you can read in, in, in red letters, um, it's so... If, for example, let me give you a concrete example. So if, let's say, for example, you really are after buying a house this year, but you need to save quite a bit for a down payment on that house, right? Because interest rates are still, you know, high and prices increased on the homes and things like that. So you know what the end result that you're after, but you're thinking all of these things and maybe there's going to be a recession or, recession, or maybe there isn't going to be a recession, like all of this stuff and the news and, and you know, like you're looking at your spending plan you're like, oh my gosh, how in the world can we afford um, that, you know, that house? So those are all kinds of thoughts that are going through your head and there's nothing you can do. This is just how our mind works. So like all of these thoughts are in your head, but guess what? you get to choose how you feel about those those thoughts in your head. And that's why there's an error going down that says that our thoughts create our feelings. Now, of course, we can have worrisome thoughts. We can, we can, you know, we can be stressing out about all of those things, but you can, but you can choose, right, what to focus on. So your feelings, right, are going to drive the actions that you're gonna take in order to accomplish that goal. Because you have that goal, right? You've set it for yourself. It's all of these things that happen before you get to the final goal. And so, as you can see, the next the next error is, and I know Jennifer that the chart is real blurry and I'm sorry for, for that. Uh, we'll share the slides with everyone after the presentation so you can take a look. Um, maybe just try to kind of visualize it for, for the moment and as I'm explaining it. So your actions, right, are going to be driven by how you feel. So maybe all of these thoughts are over here, but the feelings, right, 
are going to be something that's going to actually make you take that action, right? It's going to make you go look at your spending. It's going to make you um, or help you uh, go save more money because you need that for that down payment example that I gave you. It's going to help you, you know, get off your butt and go look for homes. It's going to help you uh, start looking and doing the stuff that you need to do in order to achieve your, your, your results. So, so thoughts create the feelings, feelings create the actions, and the results is what's, what's going to come out of that. So it's almost like the cycle. And once I thought of this, and this model, that's why it's called the model, can be used for anything, like, you know, virtually any, any kind of situation you are in. And so when you adapt that mentality with, with all of these changes that you're tr trying to work on, the consistency, right? When you think about, oh my gosh, can I do this? Can I do this today? Right. And you sort of run this through your head. I actually, for some, for some situations, I actually write this out. I take a sheet of paper and I say, all right, what is, what is the situation? And also I didn't mention the circumstances at the top. That's, that's a constant situation. So like in the example that I gave with buying a house, um, the, like the interest rates of the current economic environment, it is what it is. There is nothing you can do about it, right? It's not a, it's either, it's not good and it's not bad. It's just neutral. So that's why you evolve around things that you can control. And so cons taking consistent actions falls through this kind of lens where you almost write out a model for yourself. And it does help actually, literally for me, um, is to sit down, take a sheet of paper and a pen and kind of work through this to remind yourself, right? Because it is really a mindset that you can take on with you um, going forward. I hope this makes sense. And I'm sorry that the chart is somewhat blurry. Yeah, we'll make sure when we send that out that it's a little bit clearer and bigger. Um, so we're sorry about that. I do think I love um, that this like it being called the model that it applies across the board in so many different situations, but especially in finances or financial planning, there's so much in terms of our feelings, either preventing or fueling actions, whether it's the markets going crazy or, you know, whatever the case may be, there's so much that goes into that where we have to go back uh, to the plan and also reminding ourselves what the goal is. So um, yeah, the circumstance being things that we can't control, like the market or like the housing market or whatever the case may be. Um, it's a good reminder that we can only do what is in within our control. So oh, totally. Becoming a new parent is extraordinary, life-changing event that brings a mix of emotions from joy to worry, excitement and fear. Suddenly, you're not only responsible for yourself, but also for another little person who depends on you for everything. And it's okay to feel overwhelmed. But remember, you've got this. Did you know that raising a child from birth to age 18 can cost over $234,000 on average? And that does not even include things like daycare, private school, or college savings for the future. Planning for these expenses is crucial, and that's where the Money Parent Checklist comes in. I've created this resource for new parents like you to get you started. It will help you adapt and prepare for the, your new financial reality. It's a comprehensive guide that covers everything from setting up a budget for your new family, planning baby expenses, securing your child's future, and even preparing for those exciting college years ahead. 
Yes, I've got you covered from A to Z so you can focus on cherishing those precious moments with your little one. But don't let money worries get in the way of creating unforgettable memories. Visit parentmoneychecklist.com today and grab your free copy. Yes. So next we're going to talk about, um, we're going to talk about automating some of our financial processes. So more so focusing on some of the systems that we have. And I know that we did uh, recently put out an article about different, um, you know, budgeting apps such as Monarch and Tiller and all those sort of things. But we're going to kind of zoom out and talk on a big picture, like what systems are there, what tools are there and how they might be able to work for you. Um, and I would love if you have one that you you know, that works for you, that is not on here, that you'd share it with us. Um, yeah. So, cause you know, we could, we've heard of a lot of different things, but I think sometimes um, a lot of our best suggestions come from our clients and what works best for, for you guys. So I wanted to comment on some of these. I mean, we all kind of can chime in. I think at, at the end of the day um, to get, you know, to get started wherever you are, right, with 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 your financial journey, whether you've done a full comprehensive plan, you've done some financial planning uh, topics, or you've never done anything, I think it's a good start to have some baseline, just like understand where everything is at. And so, and if you're done the work and you're coming back for a review, it also comes down again to those basic things, like what is the spending going to look like, right? And notice we do not use word budget here. Um, we like the spending better just because just it just gives you a little bit more freedom, right? Again, it's like this reframing in your head, right? Versus limiting yourself based on just the word. It, it, it really is just the word, nothing else. Um, so some of the tools that we think or systems that you can um, maybe go back, maybe you have them. I know all of us have smartphones, so we we have tools on that smartphone that they can be really your friends versus just kind of ignoring it. So baseline money roadmap or a financial plan, a couple of things that you can start with updating your financial statement. If we're working together in your clients already, that's great. That would be discussed um, regularly or at the next meeting that we get to meet you. Spending plan. Again, what what is what what did 2023 look like? One of the things, and I, I feel like over the years, credit, com, uh, credit card companies have gotten so much better with categorizing or aggregating your spending. Now, I don't know if all of you use credit cards to pay your bills and some do and some don't. And sometimes you have two or three credit cards and might be a little messy. But if you, I mean, if you're just like, oh my gosh, where do I start? That might be a good place, right? Because you will have a summary of 2023, which just happened three, not even three weeks ago. We just ended that year. So you should be able to download something. If you never put a budget together or a spending plan, I just used the wrong word, a spending plan, <laughs> then that's a good starting point. Take a look at what happened, right? And do not beat yourself up. That's not the point here. The point here is to take a look at what's going on. Some of you may like spreadsheets. Some of you may not like spreadsheets. And so Catherine talked about, we do have some resources on our website about a few um, applications. So these are programs that you can either have on your phone or you can use the, the, the browser on your computer to help you uh, manage a lot of what I just talked about passively, right? And let all of these transactions be accumulated. And you get a summary report every day or however often you want, every week. And you know exactly where all of your money is going. Again, this is a baseline because if we can't 
get a handle on what's the baseline of all of these moving parts. We all have bills, we all have expenses, we all get paychecks. So like a lot of a lot of things are out there. If we can't get a handle on that, it's really hard to focus on our values. Like how consistent are you going to be with all the stuff we just talked about? Probably not. So here, just hear us out. Whatever system you use is great. Maybe you were like QuickBooks, which I despise, but that's that's not even a personal thing. I I do hear clients use QuickBooks sometimes for their, uh, you know, for their personal finance management. Um, another idea is, and we've had already discussed that is is to have blocked time on your calendar. Like it's a system, and if if you have that recurring time when we call that money date on your calendar, bring that gelato or a bottle of wine or whatever it is that's gonna get get you excited, but have it. Um, have it be there consistently, have it be there recurring for you. Because again, sometimes you may have to force yourself into a situation, right? In order to grow that habit. So I've personal story, I've done money dates for many, many years. You probably have heard some of my uh, podcasts or videos on this topic for years now. Um, but I literally, I swear, I don't anymore. Um, I don't know what happened, but it kind of got off my calendar, but I've had it on my calendar for for, for years. And it was really, it was a 15 minute block on a Sunday. Cause that's where I was like, okay, when is like looking at my week, when is there a time during a week? It was weekly that I could just like mentally be present to take a look at my finances. And it was really simple. Like it was just like really simple, three questions to ask. But, but the reason it became simple is because there was a system to use. Now, last year, we all know that mint.com has gone away or transitioned onto another platform. And that's why we have some of these other options for you. But it was a tool that I that I used or Yuri and I, my husband and I used together to like literally open up a phone and have a, just a quick chat about what's going on, where are we with what we're trying to accomplish with our spending, right? Like a really simple 15 minute check-in time for ourselves. And believe me, over time, it became a habit. It really did. It was it was not even something that's like on Sundays, do most of you look at your calendar? Probably not. Like it's a, you know, unless you have to work. Um, so I sort of tricked myself right into into having that block on on the calendar for years. Um, but but these days I don't need to. It sort of became a more natural conversation to have discussions around money. Something else that a client shared with us, and Catherine, I, I'll let you cover that one because uh, yeah. that's your client. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. Um, we have gotten so many great ideas from clients, and this specific one, he has a personal day for himself every month. So, and the the day that he uses is the date of his birthday. So, if your birthday is on the twenty eighth every 28th of the month, or if your birthday is on, you know, whatever day of the month. So it kind of aligns with the same time every single month and it, it's meaningful. So you'll remember it, or the goal is to remember it. He sets aside time so that he can sit down and look at everything. So not just finances, but it's things that he needs to get done for that month or goals or a time to review or plan for the next month. But it's a specific day that he sets aside to kind of review where he's at with all of his goals and even with the finances. So if it's reconciling your budget or checkbook or whatever works for you, maybe that's something that resonates or will stick with you. Setting aside a day of the month, um, maybe align it with the day of your birthday and have that be a 
a treat. Like it can also be a money date with yourself or, you know, do something fun on the same day that you take care of all of the business side of things in your life that you've been putting off or need to review and get done. So I loved that. And I think it's a great tool. So yeah, he's, he has lots of great ideas. That was a good takeaway. I am. That's my thing going into 2024. I, I already put it on my calendar, kind of like just like what I told you about a money date. I am having a personal day and I did a half a personal day so far already in January, just because we had um, a lot of days off at the beginning with school and everything and holidays. But I tell you, it it is so freeing. It is so awesome it, to have the dedicated time to do this stuff. So I maybe we can talk about this again in, in, at the end of the year and see how it how it goes. But I'm excited for a personal day. Um, somebody commented commented about a uh, using a nerd wallet to keep uh, mm. track of what they're spending on, and I'm like nerd wallet. So I have never heard that nerd wallet has a, any kind of tracking systems, but that's something new we learned today. So thank you for sharing. We will check it out. For sure. Um, something else to maybe, uh, you know, m- for those of you who like to use, you know, paper and a pen, uh, maybe, maybe t- you know, the day timers or sometimes like the, the day timer that I use is 90 days long or like 13 weeks. It's a little more than 90 days. And so it comes with a poster, um, like, you know, it's about this big, you know, you can kind of hang it on, you can hang it on your fridge if you want it. And it's broken down onto 13 weeks. And so it counts the days, but it's like that the power of building the habit or staying consistent. So it's a visual, right? Like, so whatever goal you have, you break it down into the quarterly, right? Remember I talked about that. Um, and then every day you can cross off or write whatever your goal. If you're losing weight, if you're saving money, if you're reading 10 pages, you can just kind of have this visual. There's something magical about that. Like, I swear, like, it's it's so satisfying, so rewarding when you just, like, cross off that box. I put an X. I don't know. It just, that's what I do. <laughs> but it's amazing. I know there are a lot of tools out there. If you want, I, I'm happy to share the, 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 the day timer that I use for, for doing that. And it comes with that tracking tool. Like, really, really old school, but it works. It doesn't have to be all technology. Um, it could be just something simple that um, you can take or see in front of your eyes every day. But again, small, consistent changes over time lead, yield to really big results. Yeah, so that that's pretty much what we had for this afternoon. I know we, there looks like maybe there's a question or two in there, and we'll take a few minutes to take uh, any questions that remain. But I do hope that you've gained something from this presentation, whether it's focusing on a smart goal or something specific that you want to accomplish this year, or whether it's focusing on something more big picture, like what are your values and how will that impact what goals you set for this year and for years to come. And I know for me, that's helpful with aligning what I want my life to be about. And a lot of times that does tie back to our finances in a huge way. So um, I certainly have really enjoyed enjoyed this time and enjoyed even preparing for it and hearing about what Vita's learned and the books they read and even other members on our team who have um, learned a lot and have a lot to offer in terms of habits and things as we do this as a profession. But we love working with you guys and helping you align um, what your values and goals are and helping you get there and um, accomplishing them. So if you aren't already a client of ours or if you're interested in, in just hearing more um, about how you can set yourself up for success this year, you know, we always offer a free 30-minute consultation um, 
anytime you can go to our website, um, mainstreetplanning.com, or you can, you know, uh, give us a call, you know, our website, our numbers on our website and all those sort of things. But we would love to connect with you. And um, if you, if you do have questions, I don't know, Vitor, and if there is anything that's come in, um, yes. if you think anything afterwards, you feel free to reach out. Okay. There is a question. Yes. I think, I think we should talk about like, we brought this idea of, of consistency and like having, having some actions that we can like really be proud of. So like if we wanted to use the money date idea, cause I feel like both Vita and I talked about that. How often should somebody have a money date? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I know Anna, you said you did it weekly. I think if you have never done it before, a good time to set a good goal could be to set it up for even doing it once a month. So maybe even just for January, I know there's a couple weeks left, um, set yourself up to even just do it once a month and then maybe reevaluate re in June. But I do think I like the idea of, of doing it every week, but if that feels overwhelming, maybe starting smaller and using the day of your birthday and setting it up for once a month. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think that's great. But also, you know, something to think about is um, doing it on a weekly basis takes more of a like kind of commitment on your calendar, but you might have like to spend less time if you do it once a week, if you do it once a month, you know, then, you know, transactions build up, it'll take you a little longer to kind of get through the tracking process. So, you know, that's just something to consider as as you're building out your money date. That's a great yeah. point. That's I agree. Point. I agree that uh, sometimes in weekly might be overwhelming and maybe you skip a week or two. Though That happened too. Like you just kind of say, oh, I think we're feeling good. Okay, I didn't tell you that. I just told you <laughs> to have it consistently. But, you know, maybe you had too much gelato that week. Who knows? But yes, depend, you know, depending what you want to focus on, if you have it regularly, consistently, that, that definitely counts. Uh, but don't get overwhelmed that, Someone said you have to have it every week. <laughs> it might feel a little heavy. Um, do we have any other questions? I don't see anything else. So I'm curious for those of you who are still here, what um, what systems are we going to adapt? Like how? Because at the beginning we've asked you guys what if we have worked if you had worked on your financial goals for 2024. So now that we've uh, at the end of this conversation, um, what how how we're going to make sure you have goals? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you want to put in the Q&A kind of what what's, you know, one thing that you're excited about maybe trying out from from what we talked about today, whether it's, you know, going through and establishing the smart goals or or building, you know, really getting in touch with your values or maybe one of the techniques that we went over as well. Yeah, I'll definitely take away some of these. And we can wait a minute and see if we get some. Oh, we got some answers. Um gelato it must be uh, 24 2024 must be that year yeah that's funny my uh, while you're all typing my my five-year-old son always wants ice cream for dessert I I don't know maybe that's every five-year-old but <laughs> he never yeah. asked gelato but yeah we'll take ice cream instead this is a good one someone shared making spending decisions based on values I think that's what I took away as well which is kind of funny because this is my job but I think I'll probably incorporate that too as I talk to clients of focusing on that more because I think it does help inform what your goal should be so I love that I'm so glad yeah I like that as well it's a it's a filter that yes. we all can adapt well, awesome. We want to thank everybody for joining us today. 
Thank you so much. It's been awesome to hang out. We definitely, I think all of us, I mean, you usually don't get three of us to come. That's how excited we are for this topic. So no, we're, we're like you all guys. It's a, it's a fun time um, of the month for us to hang out with all of you. So totally, totally, totally worth it. Uh, thank you so much. We'll be sending out a follow-up email with the recording and slides and we'll see you on the inside. Yeah. Have a great 2024. New Year. Disclaimer. The opinions expressed on this show are for general information only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individuals. To determine which investments or solutions may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial advisor, or tax professional for more specific advice. Hey there, Money Boss Parent, giving you a virtual high five because you just wrapped up another awesome episode of the Money Boss Parent Podcast. If you're craving more insights, hop over to moneybossparentpodcast.com. You'll find there detailed show notes from today's episode and even some sweet deals from our guests and partners. And if you're eager to connect with other super cool moms and dads who are just like you, who are navigating the world of money and parenting, come join our exclusive Facebook community for Money Boss Parents. The link is waiting for you at moneybossparentpodcast.com.